I hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to drboycetv.com, the home for intelligent black people. Um, you know, I, I was uh, sitting here this morning, and uh, actually today is the um, second day of the Black Real Estate Weekend. And uh, in the middle of talking about real estate and uh, the importance of ownership and assets, um, I, I ran across this um, interesting thing about uh, my favorite rapper, T.I., I got two favorite rappers, T.I. and Ice Cube, and I actually met both those guys this year. And uh, I uh, saw where T.I. made a comment that caused some controversy, uh, basically about uh, what he called thought prevention, thought prevention. He was basically saying that uh, in order to uh, prevent your daughter from becoming a thought, thought stands for that hoe over there, you uh, have to spend quality time with her as a father. So T.I. Uh, is getting a lot of pushback on this. Uh, T.I. has made comments in the past that were considered to be controversial. Um, obviously, you could probably guess that I don't have as much of a problem with what T.I. had to say, but I thought I would come in and kind of break it down and uh, give you some perspective on it and uh, also hear what you guys have to say. And I, I want to say this as a precursor, that most of the people on Instagram, my Instagram is The Real Boyce Watkins. We had a conversation about it this morning. The overwhelming majority of you, uh, think that what T.I. said is okay. So if you agree or disagree with T.I., put agree or disagree in the chat, and uh, and we're going to get started. And uh, let me go ahead and, um, and let us uh, get set up right now. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. And uh, and I'm just going to say this. You know, when it comes to T.I.'s comments, uh, this whole thought prevention uh, kind of thing, I've never heard that term before. Uh, it looks like most of you actually agree with him. Uh, but uh, what I want to do is make sure we have um, a voice for everybody who agrees or disagrees. And I think it's important to talk about this. Well, why? Well, because our daughters matter. Our families matter. Black fathers matter. Black men matter. And people should be listening to black men as much as we listen to black women. Um, I think that I honestly believe that white people don't want you listening to black men. I believe that uh, racist people in this society want black men to be dead and exterminated and not have a voice. And and this is why I'm talking about this topic. This is why I jumped in on this issue, uh, because as I told you a thousand times before, I told I've mentioned this a million times that family is directly related to wealth. TI show is called Family Hustle, the family hustle. Well, why is it called the family hustle? Well, because families hustle together. And if you're hustling together, then you take care of the other people that are part of the family hustle. Uh, give me a yes or no if you understand what I'm saying. Now, hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button as I bring in um, one of our guests for today, Mr. T. Khalid. Uh, T is, uh, is a black man who has a lot of great things to say important things to say. Tariq abdul Khalik, I, I should say the full name. And uh, how you doing today, brother? Hey, excellent. Excellent, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, man. Glad you're here. So let's um let's just jump right in then. Okay, so uh, so the rapper T.I. makes his comments about thought prevention. And I'm going to read uh, some of what T.I. said, and then, and then eventually we're going to show the clip. Uh, because one of the things media doesn't do is they don't give, you know, brothers an adequate voice. Like They don't actually let you hear everything he's saying. They don't try to put it in the context. 
They just want to try to shape you and mold you into what they want you to be uh, before you even get a chance to explain what you're trying to say. And I, and I, I like I remember I went through that when I when I said that maybe we shouldn't be paying Lizzo to go promote obesity, diabetes, heart disease and death to black people. And, uh, and of course, they, they didn't ask me why, why I said what I said or they said, you know, they didn't say, like, you're a professor. Like, can you explain what you might be thinking that maybe you might actually be smarter than the rest of us? They didn't do that. They just tried to make me into like this cartoon character, uh, this stereotypical black man who hates black women. And I, my response was, fuck all of y'all, uh, because uh, because that's just not the case. And actually, Lizzo even agrees with me because you see now that Lizzo is talking about being healthy. And what are they doing? They're yelling at Lizzo, going off on Lizzo. Like, what do you mean you don't want to be obese? What do you mean you don't want to die from COVID? What do you mean you don't want to have a heart attack? Like, that, you know, Man, these people are crazy. They're stupid. So anyway, let me go ahead and read what you guys said. And then I'm gonna let T. I'm gonna let you uh, respond to this. Uh, so basically, he was doing an interview, uh, and he was speaking with um, with a brother on his show uh, expeditiously. Uh, I guess he was talking to Twenty One Savage, and he says, um, basically, he says because sons can't get pregnant, you can't keep her from running into one of them. Well, one of them niggas. I'll just say it. Me and Lil Duvall call it thought prevention hours. Keep your daughter off the pole. You spending time going to daddy daughter dances and taking her on trips where it's just you and her, those are thought prevention hours. Uh, you, you don't do that, they're going to be, he says, basically, if you don't do that, they're going to be somewhere in Magic City trying to figure it out. That is absolutely necessary for any father. If you ain't putting in the, your thought prevention hours and your daughter ends up a dancer, don't blame her now. You did not set an example. You did not show what the fuck it was she should be doing versus what she's doing. Uh, T, well, give, give me your thoughts on that. Well, you know, I understood exactly what he's saying as a father, because uh, what we have to understand is that we understand that men are biologically stronger than women. So there's a protection mechanism that men have when dealing with women that they don't quite share with other men because they understand that other men are capable of defending themselves. This is not to say that it is OK to raise your son to go around sleeping with multiple women, women, because that's actually detrimental to his mental health and his financial stability. But all he's saying is just as, as a man who understands how other men treat women, especially if you are a teenager, you want to be protective of your daughters because you know how manipulative some boys can be to smooth talk you right into your draws. You know, so he wants to try to prevent that. And no man wants their daughter going to school, sleeping with everyone, you know, and, um, just really quickly before I wrap this up, um, you know, if you watch the Maury show, this, this is how dangerous it is when you have a young woman sleeping with a bunch of people. When you watch the Maury show, they will bring in one female and she's trying to find who the daddy is. And I've seen this woman sleep with a whole bunch of cousins and brothers, a whole bunch of men on one stage, and none of them is the daddy. So it doesn't benefit her sleep with multiple men because she's going to have to be the child bearer and she won't even know who her father is. For the for the child. Mm, wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I personally, you know, I'm I'm sorry. I, I I'm not gonna say that I think white people are crazy because that would be overly an overgeneralization because you know you can't put everybody in one category. But I, I do think that you know, when you talk about the culture that's introduced to our people, um, it makes us insane. It literally makes us insane. They 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 give you the negative and tell you it's positive. They convince you to walk backward and make you think you're walking forward. Uh, they literally uh, destroy your life and then 
uh, basically, as long as you have a scapegoat to blame it on, then it's okay. Because here, here's what I'm also hearing, you know, with with, with Ti's remark, um, you know, I mean, you could debate whether or not he could have said it differently. I, I think the way he said it's fine. I mean, it's relatable. People are going to get that. I I heard a tone, and I'm going to I'm going to play the video in a minute. I heard the tone where Ti sounded like he was actually challenging fathers to be there for their daughters. Uh, he was challenging fathers to uh, spend time with their their little girls. Uh, because here's the thing, uh, you know, the way they want the trap they want to put you in as a, as a black man is and as a community, actually, because they trained a lot of our women to hate black men. Right? They, they trained a lot of and they trained a lot of black men to hate black men. That's the crazy thing. Right. You hate you. You literally want to shoot into the mirror because you hate yourself that much. And and so the interesting thing is the box they want to put you in is this uh, lack of accountability box. Right. And the lack of accountability box, uh, which is designed by the, you know, the Me Too movement, the radical feminists, et cetera, is to say, um, you know, how the hell who the hell is he to tell you what you want to do or what, what you can do with your life. Right. It's your body, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But then but then check it out. So when she grows up and she's swinging on the pole and addicted to drugs and selling, you know, sell, selling, uh, selling WAP to every every man with twenty dollars in his pocket. Then they allow her to say, "Well, it's your daddy's fault. It's your, it's that black man's fault that raised you. Your daddy wasn't there for you. He didn't, he didn't spend time with you, and that's why your life is a mess." You know, and so at no point is there any accountability, and it always comes back to something that we know happens without any doubt, which is black men kind of get blamed for everything. It's all, it always ends up with blame the black man. You blame him for doing the right thing. And then you blame him for doing the wrong thing. You, you crucify him. If he goes left, you slaughter him. If he goes to the right. And, and I say, as a black man, I, I, I'm not accepting none of that. I'm not owning any of that. Uh, what, what do you think? No. And I totally agree. And yeah, you know, T.I. is now being called a misogynist. And I, I and I absolutely know why it's being called a misogynist, because he mentioned the word thought culture. And yes, in the white supremacist society that we have today, they promote thought culture and, um, you know, I, I don't want to curse H.O.E. culture into the black neighborhood because they don't want our black women to be classy, modern or anything. They want them to be baby mamas like they are because they like this family divide and this family separation. All I heard from T.I. was his father's be in your daughter's life to make sure she's doing the right decision. But see, you got these white liberal feminists all up in the black community pretty much saying, fathers, if you don't do your sons the same way, then you can't do your daughters like that. And they're not understanding that there's a biological difference between men and women. Females are the weaker sex than males most of the time. Therefore, they require the most protection. And when a woman matures, when she looks for a man, she's she's looking for a strong man to protect her, not a weak man. So it's like they're throwing away the biological argument and pushing this cultural degradation argument into the black family. Mm. Well, everybody who just came in, I'm speaking with Tariq Abdul-Khalik, and we're talking about the rapper T.I., and uh, the rapper T.I. You know, had, had a little bit of controversy this week. Uh, I, I don't think it's heavy controversy. I, I, I doubt if Tip is worried about it. I know I'm not worried about it. But basically, uh, he made some remarks about uh, thought prevention and, and that fathers should spend time with their daughters as uh, thought prevention hours. Uh, thought stands for that hole over there, in case you don't know what that what it stands for. And, um, and so I sat around, man, and I, and I thought about it for a minute. And after I thought about it, I said, you know, <laughs> I thought about the thoughts. And I, I said, you know, I, I don't want my daughters to be thoughts. Um, now, now it's their right to choose that, right? If they choose to 
do whatever they want to do. That's their right. But I don't want them to do these things because I wasn't there for them. Right. So that thought prevention thing is if you're a father, uh, that's real. You know, I spend time with my girls all the time to make sure they know that they're loved, to make sure they, they know that they're valuable. Um, and, and I'm sorry, in our household, uh, you know, your womb, that black woman's womb is is one of the most precious commodities in the universe. And we protect that. We put value on that. We don't buy into the Cardi B uh, culture that's being promoted by white folks. White people are running these record labels. They're promoting this idea that your daughter should want to give her uh, vagina away for a Scooby snack and a pair of sneakers. Like seriously, like they literally are, are trying to tell little girls, like if he got $20 and he'll buy you some Gucci or whatever, or take you to Burger King, you're supposed to give him some. And we don't do that here. We don't, we, we, we tell, we tell them very clearly that is not an optimal strategy that's going to win for you. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that T? Well, yeah, and I, and I was just going to add on to that. You know, it just seems like, you know, because if you look at someone like 21 Savage, you know, uh, you know, he's not the best spokesperson for the black community. But it just seems like every man has this innate ability that they want to protect their daughters. Like, you know, because if you listen to what 21 Savage said, he just clearly said, I just know how we treat women. Therefore, I want to yeah. protect my daughter from us. And I understand because, you know, he may grow up rough. You know, and, and if you're a little child and you're growing up in a broken home, especially as a young man, because I know how it was for me, even, even though I wasn't raised in a broken home, I know how it was around young boys. It was a, it was a lot about sleeping with, with young girls. It was a lot about finessing them just to get in their draws. So you understand that as a young man coming up and you don't want the exact same thing happening to your daughter. So it, it, and it doesn't even matter if you was raised in a broken home or not as a man. You know how it is. So, yeah, um, I, I I totally agree with them. And, you know, they're just trying to shut them down just, just, just because it's two black men trying to protect their daughters and not promote the thought culture that white supremacy want our women to be. Yeah, well, you know, um, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play uh, T.I.'s clip. Um, I got it on my my, my Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is the real Boyce Watkins. Oh, sorry, uh, uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins 1. That's my Twitter. Uh, so what I'm going to do is actually share uh, this uh, this video so you can actually hear tips on words. We're going to do something that white media doesn't typically do, which is we're actually going to hear from the black man as opposed to actually paraphrasing what he said uh, and uh, interpreting that for him. So let, let me go ahead and play this. And by the way, um, I, don't, I never, I, I met Tip once and we're not friends. Um, I, I do know Killer Mike and David Banner very well. So anybody who's listening, who knows T.I., uh, let him know he's always welcome to come in here uh, to Dr. Boys TV anytime and defend himself. So uh, uh, here we go. Let's play this. Here we go. Man, I'm just naturally more open with my daughter than I am with my son. That's also true. This is also true. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's because it's men. We know how we do women. Because sons can't get pregnant. That too. But it's like sons can't get pregnant. Well, we know how we treat women. So I feel like I just don't want my daughter to ever just run into one of them niggas. But you can't keep her forever. No, you can't keep her, but I want her to to know how to feel real love so that she know how to so she know how to discern what's the difference between yeah, right. yeah, yeah, see yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely. I think that's that's key. That's key. Being able to motherfucking uh provide the you know what me and me and Lil Duval call it uh thought prevention hours. You gotta put in them thought prevention hours. Keep your daughter off the pole. You know what I'm saying? So you you spending time going to daddy daughter dances and you taking them on trips with just you and her 
Those are thought prevention hours that you put me in. You got to do that. Yeah, don't do that. Well, it ain't going to be somewhere in Magic City, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trying to figure it out. Yeah. So that is absolutely necessary for any father. If you ain't putting in your thought prevention hours, then your daughter end up a down. So don't blame her now. Don't look at her talking about, oh, you motherfucking hot at No, nigga. You didn't set an example. You did not set an example. You did not show what the fuck it was that she should be doing versus what she's doing. Mm. Okay. Uh, T, uh, what's your take on what you just saw? You know what's so crazy is that all they're doing, you know, because, you know, we, we have a fatherhood problem in our community, and all they're doing is just telling the black community, especially black men, that they're, they're, they're speaking directly to black men to raise your daughters. You know, we keep complaining about hoes and thoughts, but we don't want to raise our daughters at all, and we always complain about the aftermath. And what's, and what's insane is that the, out of that whole snippet that you just played, the only thing that they're focusing on is him saying thought prevention. It's almost as if he's trying to control women. It's like everything else, they don't even care about it. Um, it's like that, um, I don't I don't know if it's uh, Patrick Henry or John, uh, one of them, but they made a quote that says, uh, give me uh, liberty or give me death. Now, in this day and age, the media that we have, they will focus on the give me death part and not the give me liberty part, and they will call him a suicidal. He's promoting suicide. That's the exact same thing that they're doing with T.I. Forget everything that he said. Focus on he said what the word thought is because when men use the word thought in hoes, they're shaming you, women. They're trying to control you. And we shouldn't let men control you. You are free. That's that's exactly what's happening right now. Mm. Well, you know, um, I, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, I, I, personally think, I, I, I personally think it's okay for us to start really like going out of our way to ignore uh, other people, you know, you know, especially crazy white people and crazy black people, you know, just ignore them. I mean, because these people are crazy. These people are stupid. Their lives are maybe they're not happy with their own lives. So they want to ruin your life too. Um, you know, I, I think that we can uh, as black people, because our melanin, I think gives us natural intelligence. Uh, we can distinguish between, you know, the, the, the rightful pursuit of, of women's rights, uh, versus just the insanity of radical feminism, right? Like, like for example, anybody ever heard this? Give me a yes or no if you ever heard this, where they would talk about, uh, you know, free bleeding. Anybody heard of free bleeding? You heard of free bleeding? Where they, where they, where they, they believe that women shouldn't have to wear uh, maxi pads and tampons and they should let the blood just flow down their leg. Like, that's some real, that's some real shit. Like, they really, there are people that really believe that that insanity. Or what's another one? So, so, so I'm sorry, ladies. I, I love you, but if you show up with blood running down your leg, I'm gonna tell you to take your ass in the bathroom. Sorry, they call me whatever. Or another one. You know, let me tell you this, T. They, they, they also because I, I study white people very closely because I'd like to understand where some of this chaos comes from. And I read a hundred years ago. I don't know if you know this, but a hundred years ago, the feminists did not. They, they, they hated having curves, right? This is um, you know, a, a section of them, not all of them, right? Just a, sec a section of them. They, they hated their curves. And so what they would do is they would um, they would strap cardboard around their bodies to, to, to keep their boobs pushed in. And they would do uh, like exercises so they could have a straight body like a man. 
And, and I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, why would you want to be a man that, you know, because I, I got a woman, I love her curves. She got, that, that was, that got my, my attention, right? So I, I just really think some of these ideas are insane. We ain't even got to Margaret Sanger and black extermination agendas with Planned Parenthood, right? So some of this stuff is just flat out crazy. Uh, well, what do you think? No, and, you know, I totally agree. And to me, it just seems like the feminism movement, in my opinion, they're, they're just trying to have women become masculine. You know, because the whole getting rid of curves, um, it, it's just like, uh, and, and they're not understanding the biological differences between men and women. Like I've seen videos of feminists complaining about man spreading, where a man will sit on a train or, you know, just anywhere and his legs are spread open. And they're saying when he does that, it's, it's kind of sexist because he's taking a room. Not understanding that we have private parts is not comfortable. You know, like women don't sit with skirts with their legs spread open because you know, you know, they don't want to show the stuff. Most of the times, women sit with their legs crossed, but they don't sit with their legs wide open. But yeah, it's just it, an un understanding of the biological differences between men and women, and they try to use some pseudoscience by saying this is all socialized. Okay, we're we're socialized by the media to think this way and they never put a scientific element behind it. And, and yeah, that's just causing a lot of confusion, brother. Well, you know, I, I think it's insane. And by the way, I want everybody to know I'm talking to Tariq Abdul-Khalik and uh, on the blackbosschannel.com. The blackbosschannel.com was created for black men, and it's a place where black men are heard and listened to. Uh, you have to be a black man to be on the channel. So, yes, we do we do have that restriction there. Just like with Fly Nubian Queen, we support that, that you have to be a woman to be on Fly Nubian Queen because we must listen to black women. And one of the things that makes black people special is that we still believe in family. We still believe in, in loving each other. Those of us who have some sense, uh, who haven't been infected by these other ideas, uh, because these, these crazy ideas will affect you like coronavirus. So uh, if you support black men, you love black men, you want to hear what black men have to say, or you are a black man, subscribe. Please subscribe to the blackbosschannel.com. This is the only place you're ever going to hear conversations like this. Right? This conversation is not allowed on in mainstream media. CNN is never going to have this conversation. They're going to have Don Lemonade come on there and basically say T.I.'s are sexist and, and T.I.'s and black men need to evolve. And, you know, it just is just, just stupid nonsense. So uh, let, let me let me let, but let me let me dive into this a little bit, T. I want to ask you about this, like, because I, I think one other part of manhood and and uh, and, and I believe masculinity. I'm a believer in that is accountability, right? Accountability, and 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 you and I, I, I think are 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 similar in the sense. And I, I'm not gonna speak for you. I want you to speak for yourself for sure. But um, I've seen you hold men accountable, just like you've held women accountable. And one aspect of accountability is that there are people who would say. When you look at the history of hip hop and you look at black men's role in the perpetuation of, of what amounts to nothing less than complete disrespect for black women, uh, it's almost as if there's like a guilt factor that you're picking up. Like like 21 Savage kind of hit on it. I saw T.I. kind of mentoring 21 Savage. You know, it sounded like a younger guy talked yeah. to an older guy. He, he wasn't as articulate with his ideas. T.I. was clarifying his ideas in his own way. T.I. is a very intelligent man. And he's basically talking about, you know, the importance of fatherhood and protecting your daughters. But we know what hip hop, we, we know the, the message that gets spread, right? Women are bitches and hoes. Uh, you know, you know, like we, we, we do whatever we want to women. I've listened to T.I.'s lyrics very carefully for a very long time. Uh, you know, women are not uh, given the, the regard they deserve in, in some of that lyric, those lyrics. So it's almost like you wonder if it's like a guilt factor or maybe not, maybe not even just a guilt factor, but almost like, um, like the best person to explain to you how to not get robbed is somebody who used to rob people for a living. 
right? Like, like, let me show you how to make sure that you protect your money. Uh, can you kind of speak to that a little bit in terms of the accountability factor that would be legitimately applied to what's been going on in hip hop? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you've been rapping about, you know, bees and H's and then you have a daughter yourself. Um, I believe 21 Savage is having an internal battle right now because he like he even admitted he knows how he said, I know I know how we treat women. So he's having an internal battle. And yes, um, a lot of our hip hop artists do have to be accountable for that, because when you have daughters, do you want your daughters to be treated like how you rap about, you know, and, um, you know, Going back to the black men and women accountability thing, yes, I do hold them both, and especially towards the black men, because we have a, a large segment in our community blaming single mothers for all the problems. And I'm like, okay, well, the first question you have to ask yourself as a black man is how did the mother become single? Does she just sit in the sun and get pregnant <laughs> and go for a man and that's going to raise a child? No. For her to be single, either a man left her or whatever, whatever reasons we don't know, or he died. But still, like, how can you ignore that aspect and push all the blame on the women? I believe men and women problems is like a seesaw. Whatever negative things that women do, it affects men and vice versa. I, I can't put all the blame on each party. But I do feel like that we do have a media that is dead set on dividing the black community. And I feel like they are a master in the black man and siding with the black woman. But I, I want black men to understand that this is not black women leading the charge. This is the media that we don't control leading the charge, pitting us against each other. And we cannot forget that. Mm. Well, you know, I, I agree with you. And by the way, I'm talking to Tariq Abdul-Kalik. We're talking about T.I., the rapper, and his comments about, about thought culture and, and, and basically um, this idea that, uh, that you want to spend thought prevention hours with your daughter in order to keep her off the pole. And so uh, T.I., a guy who goes to Magic City a lot, <laughs> I imagine, I assume he's, he's had a few trips to Magic City. Uh, you know, he, he kind of says, look, I don't want my daughters in Magic City. So it's, it's an interesting kind of conversation because it's almost to kind of say um, that. And, and I, I wonder if you could speak to this because I, I remember Snoop kind of alluded to this. And uh, and again, Snoop, I mean, you know, you, you can't ignore, you know, I mean, we, we go to a war show with, with women on leashes. Uh, if I was a woman, I'd be deeply offended by that. I, even if I wasn't in that category, I think that there's something, there's a legitimate critique on that, right? And uh, and I, but I remember Snoop um, try as he was trying to sort of explain it, and he was in his 20s. So in your 20s, I think that you can, you're kind of going along with what's popular, but but you're trying, you're, you're still confused. Like 21 Savage, very confused. Like okay, I'm doing this because everybody else is doing it, so it must be right because everybody's doing it, but it doesn't feel right because it ain't right. Right. And, and you have to become a grown ass man to realize, like, no, I'm not following the crowd because I don't care if a million people are doing this. It ain't right. Right. So. So Snoop said something like where basically when he when he said we don't love them hoes uh, back in the day, that was the, the, the saying that made him famous. Almost like when 50 Cent said I got shot nine times and that's how he built his whole career. So Snoop used to say we don't love them hoes that, that made him famous. And and they were asking him, they were challenging him on that. And he said, well, you know, every woman is not in that whole category. You know, that basically we got the hoes and we got the, the women. And it seemed like he was implying that they treat women differently based on the circumstances. Now, here's the thing, right? On one hand, it sounds like you're kind of justifying something that is hard to defend, very difficult to defend. On the other hand, though, it does reflect the reality that, you know, that that people get treated differently by how you present, present yourself. And I teach this to my daughters. I, I tell them all the time, you teach a man, you teach a man how to treat you. You teach a man how to treat you. Like, just like when I go to the store 
Um, I know if I'm in Walmart or Bloomingdale's, right? Bloomingdale's will teach me how to treat them from the mint. They'll say, you can't get nothing in this store without spending at least $200, right? I go to Walmart, everything's, you know, $8.45, $2.92, $19.95, right? So, so do, do you think that there's a way to, to uh, talk about the way things should be while at the same time schooling your daughters on the way things actually are so that they're best protected? What are your thoughts on that? No, I totally agree. And, you know, I believe with age uh, comes wisdom. And I think that's that's exactly what's happened to, to Snoop Dogg. I mean, when you're a man and you have a daughter, you know, you automatically go into pr- pr- protection mode. And just to see him now come out and criticizing um, the WAP video, that was a shock. You know, despite his past, I don't want to go into it. I just I understand what he's going through. As a as a man, and you know, 20, 21 Savage, I believe that he's aging, and he's seeing what's happening as well. But yeah, you know, I I, I totally agree with what you're what you're what you're what you're saying. You know, black men, you know, you know, when I just take a look at just what's going on, it's just so sad that um, this is how men talk to each other when the cameras aren't around. You know, it's straightforward. It's just direct talk. You know, I don't know. Like, you know, my dad was just a straight talker. And it just seems like straight talking men is just called, you know, misogynist. But you need that tough love to help you become better. I don't know how many, you know, women I've talked to that said, you know what? I didn't even know what it what a good man looks like or how to behave around this man. And I wish I had a father to teach me that, you know, young girls getting pregnant at the young age. If you don't have that father figure loving you and treating you like how a man's supposed to treat you, the only example that your daughter have of how a man's supposed to treat you is when she turns on the TV. And if all she sees is black men being rappers, calling women B's and H's and the women are twerking, She's like, okay, well, I need to be as sexually explicit as mm-hmm. I can be to get the type of man I want. And that is causing a lot of problems for her. She, she's having kids. She may get an STD. She may get abused. So, yeah, um, this is just really to destroy the black man. And I'm glad T.I. and Snoop and everyone's waking up. I just hope more black men in the hip-hop community wake up and just change the message, not just towards women, just how brothers treat each other, selling drugs, killing mm-hmm. each other, all that, all that message to change. Well, you know, I mean, well, we know, I mean, that didn't come out of the black community, right? Yeah. We know hip hop was something completely, completely different uh, before they, um, they didn't just commercialize it. I believe they weaponized it. Yeah. Uh, they, they weaponized it in, in the mid nineties. Uh, because if you go back, you had KRS-One and, and X-Clan and, and uh, Tribe Called Quest and, and people that had a message that was, uh, uh, m- more fulfilling, more empowering for, for black people and uh, public enemy, et cetera. And then that, all of a sudden it goes into this crazy space where they're, they're, in, they're paying, they're, they're grabbing the worst people in your community and paying them lots of money to say things about you that they would never let anybody say about their own children, you know? And, uh, and so, and that's unforgivable. That's unforgivable because I, uh, you know, there, and there are some who would even take a stretch to say, that it wasn't a coincidence that hip hop was weaponized around the same time that Joe Biden and Bill Clinton were trying to push that crime bill. That if we weaponize it, because you can't market a prison to people, you can't do commercials and say, join, come to our prison the way you would come to a hotel. You have to find another way to in, in incentivize criminal behavior. And I don't know if that was the plan or not, but I know it, even if that wasn't the plan, it worked like a charm. Uh, brothers were going to prison like crazy. And a lot of guys went to prison 
because they were caught up in a culture that they wouldn't have got caught up into if somebody had been there to guide them. Uh, Can you kind of speak to that a little bit in terms of just, uh, you know, just kind of challenging hip hop in love, right? But confronting and kind of saying, okay, this is not, this is not who we are. This is not what the black man is supposed to be. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, black people have to understand exactly what you said. Hip hop is not controlled by black people, because if it was, why would you put the worst of your people on stage for the entire world to see? Like, I I know you travel and I travel, too. And, you know, when I've been to the Middle East, when I was a teenager going to school there, everyone either thought I was a basketball, you know, an aspiring basketball player or an aspiring hip hop artist, because that's all they see of black people. And yes, when you look at, you know, I'm going to say those other white people, but when you when you look at society, anytime black people have their own, it I don't know if you notice, it seems like white people always try to buy it out and control it. And I believe that's exactly what happened to hip hop, because these are engines of building wealth for the black community that's controlled by the black community. And that can be a problem because then we can become self-sufficient. So to stop that, you must control it. So, yeah, you got a lot of big white execs, you know, buying off record, record labels, buying off black people just so that they could control it. And yes, they're not going to put, this is black, but they're not going to put your most intelligent black hip hop artists, okay? Because they understand that they influence your kids and they don't want you to compete, especially black men. Look at the black rappers we have. They have red hair, gold teeth in their mouth. You know, they're very uneducated. They're they're fighting. They're still going to jail, still involved in drug activity because this is an impression onto your young Boys, that this is how a black man's supposed to be. And those, um, you know, piggybacking off of your last video, brother, it's the same thing with, you know, the Negro Leagues and Jackie Robinson. They see that as a threat. So, you know what we're going to do? We're going to buy it out and we're going to control it. And we're going to control the narrative. And last points I know I'm running on. This is why you don't even see a lot of black celebrities or in the sports league really just talking about black issues because they have a white boss telling them what to do. So they only can talk about black issues in the confines that they want them to talk about it. All right. <clears throat> Everybody who just came in, I'm talking to Tariq Abdul-Khalik, and we're talking about the rapper T.I. Uh, and some controversy that was caused when he talked about fathers spending time with daughters and saying that fathers must spend time with daughters uh, in, in uh, for the sake of what he calls thought prevention, that thought prevention hours uh, keeping your daughter from becoming promiscuous, keeping your daughter off the stripper pole is the job of a father. And uh, he was interviewing with 21 Savage on his uh, podcast expeditiously. And uh, and as you guys can tell, uh, Tariq and I completely agree with the idea of fathers protecting their daughters and also giving them the reality about what it means to really feel real love and uh, that sexual promiscuity is not an objective for your daughter. It's not forbidden, uh, but it's not the objective, right? So uh, I'm going to, before we head out, I I see Dr. Maurice Green is in here and I'm going to let Dr. Green pop in and um, I'd love to get his thoughts on this issue. Uh, How you doing today, brother? Hey, what's up family? How you doing? It's good to see you. I was listening in. I was on the road. You guys are doing incredible work, and I just wanted to sit in. It feels like the barbershop moment, so I'm coming in to get a little cut, get a little fade. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, obviously, um, I think that, that we all know that there's an element, right, that has infiltrated our community. I think recently I was listening to um, Dr. Claude Anderson and the way he was talking about the difference between community and neighborhood, right? And we have allowed people to infiltrate our community so much so 
that they are now trying to police what we as a people can and cannot do, should and should not do. And it's utterly ridiculous for anyone to really think that black men suggesting that they should spend time with their daughters so that, and, and maybe like they, like you said, maybe T.I. wasn't the most articulate, but that's okay because it's like a barbershop conversation. We know what he meant. Black men specifically need to spend time with their daughters so that their daughters can get to know what real love feels like, what healthy black masculinity is, so that they can make better choices and understand the difference between what real, genuine, masculine, healthy love feels like and what some men in our community are, are trying to do in terms of trying to get over on you. So for people to jump in there and say, oh, he's this and he's that, it's, it's again, we have to be very careful and very mindful to understand that this is not our people, right? Mm. That this is not our culture, right? So the media tries to portray this is what black people are saying. But overwhelmingly, when you look at the comments, you see black people saying, uh, no, we agree with what he says. And I think, and this is, I think, a really important point, there's such this push to to pollute and misrepresent black culture right so much so that it's i think what we're starting to see is black people coalesce in ways that they didn't expect right mm -hmm. so now you're getting you're trying to push this culture like hey black people hypersexuality and violence and now you have wonderful channels like this and uh, and, and great swaths of black people standing up and saying wait a minute that's not us and mm -hmm. so I think that I think what they're going to end up doing is causing a greater movement like um, like Dr. Clonora Hudson Weems, who talks about like has a concept of Africana womanism. Right. That talks about the coming together of the family, black men, black women coming together to fight for our children, not this my gender versus your gender. It's this idea of black people as fighting for our families, for our people, for our reputation, for our for for, for who we really are. So so I mm. so I think it's just monotonous and ridiculous for the elements that have infiltrated our, our communities to try to voice these positionalities like, oh, this is what black people think. Because mm. because because of channels mm. like yours, we're able to get on and say, oh no, 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 wait a minute. That's not us. That's not who, where'd you get that from? Because we should start identifying the people that are saying this. Oh, he's a misogynist. He's a what? A black man talking about taking his daughter to daddy daughter dances? You're attacking <laughs> that? Really? That's where we are now? Like, I think the artist, it's her name, Lizzo, right? Start, started, mm -hmm. suggested that maybe she needs to lose weight and be a little healthier. And then there's this element saying, no, you can't do that. That's body shaming or some ridiculous it's like we're we're at the point now where we're looking like y'all have lost your cotton picking minds like, who, <laughs> what are you talking about a, a woman wanting to be healthy is you fighting against that or a black man suggesting that he wants to stand fight for his daughter protect his daughter y'all attacking him what y'all all are in essence doing is revealing who you are and we are identifying you, we see you, and we are standing firm to say, you don't represent us. You mm. are not us. You know, like that movie, what is it, Lion King? You're not one of us. You're not. <laughs> Get up out of here. 
<laughs> All right, well, I, I, I love that. Thanks, thanks, thanks for that, Dr. Green. Dr. Maurice Green is the head of the Black Doctoral Network, which is the largest uh, organization of um, black doctors in the country, at least the largest that I know of. And and uh, and I'm glad he's he, you're with us, man. And um, also, we have uh, Ro, uh, Miss Ro, Miss G. Um, with, can, am, I, am I able to call you Miss G so I don't mess up your name every time? Is that, is that okay, Ro? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Mrs. G, Mrs. G. Uh, and so uh, you um, have, uh, I, I can only imagine what, what you would have to say about this. So, uh, so, so T.I. is getting a lot of backlash because he's talking about uh, the importance of protecting your daughter, basically, uh, from what he calls thought culture, that you do daddy-daughter dances, you spend time with her, you have conversations with her, so she knows what it feels like to be loved. And she, he's getting a lot of backlash from mostly the liberal crowd who feels that he's being um, misogynistic and, and, and things like that. Uh, what say you, Ro? I just want to say hi to everybody and thank you for accepting me here on your panel, even though I'm coming in afterwards. But the other thing that I want to say is I am um, just so disappointed that people who know that they're losing are trying to uh, bring people down with them. What we're looking at is a lot of single mothers, mostly, and even single fathers who don't want to admit that their lives have been thoroughly um, downhill because of their inability to stay chast. And mm. so what they're doing is causing their daughter convincing themselves that their daughters can do the same thing and that in order for them to do that with their daughter um, they have to convince themselves that what happened to them is okay and so they try to repeat it in order to cover it up and never have once again accountability but what we're really looking at is the fact that they're trying to sacrifice their daughters because they need therapy we don't have women who have grown up with fathers and who understand masculine protection. We have like almost 100%, and I really, really urge people to understand why we are almost 100% a, a mother-led society. Because even in our culture, when you have men in the home, they're usually ran and bossed around by the woman, the Black woman in the home. So we don't understand masculine protection. We view it in our culture as control. So we have a bunch of women in our culture for many, many generations who are now trying to encourage that behavior in their own daughters. And so when T.I. comes along and realizes that he does not want to do such a thing because he understands that from a man's point of view, there is something that is instinctively going off in a man's head when he's looking at a woman as being either a thought, a thought, a um, jump off, a girlfriend or a wife. And men are like in seconds going to determine what category they're going to put women in mentally based on their actions and their appearance. Right. Mm. So you have this happening with all men on earth, not all males, but all men on earth view women in this way and other men know it. And the women who come from these mother-led homes do not understand this. So what, uh, what the men are doing is saying, listen, in our man culture, because I'm a cultural expert and I want people to understand, a lot of men do not have the verbal ability to express 
what they want, what they feel, because masculinity is mostly what you feel. It's not always able to be completely expressed. So what I am trying to do is be the translator. That's what I do a lot for the men. I translate and I want people to understand that men view wife ability in a certain level, in, uh, in a certain range based on categories. And those categories include class and grace, family status, submission, selflessness, intelligence, nurturing ability, family background, peacefulness, peacefulness, domestic skills, and chastity. And every man on earth knows that if their daughter does not fulfill these categories, she cannot be a happy adult because happy women need to be wives because men reserve their best treatment for their wives. So for a woman to be truly happy, we're going to have to stop lying to ourselves. One of the main reasons that I keep joining these panels is because I'm still hopeful that people can start to listen, that we are lying to ourselves and we are going extinct. We're going to a place where we're not going to be able to protect ourselves because we keep removing our protectors. So when they're attacking TI, they're trying to attack and remove more protection from the black community. Mm. Well, well, let me ask, uh, well, let me go to uh, uh, Tariq real quick and then you, Dr. Green. Um, so uh, what, what, what Ro was saying is that men uh, might put women into categories when they meet them. And, uh, and I imagine that women also put men into categories as well. Uh, so uh, and it, and it seems that people are saying that, no, that's not right. It's sexist to put women in categories. They should all be in the same category. That as a man, I should look at the uh, the stripper the same way I look at the librarian or whatever, right? Uh, what do you think? How, what would you respond uh, or what would you say to people who think that it's wrong uh, to categorize women, that a woman who's promiscuous should be seen the same as a woman who's not? No, no, I can, I, I can completely agree. Men do put women in categories. Uh, you know, we may not verbally tell her, but, you know, if you take a woman on a date, and, you know, she's just out there, you know, very sexual, you know, you can't really have an intelligent conversation with her, you know, in the back of your head, you probably thinking like one night stand. Uh, there's no way I can make this woman my wife. There's no way I can take her home to, you know, my parents and introduce because she's just too wild. And it's interesting because, you know, it's, it's crazy because you see a lot of beautiful women out here saying, you know, I don't have problem getting a man. A man, and what they don't understand is there's there's a difference. You can yes, your beauty is always going to attract a man, no doubt. But is there's a difference? Are you attracting men who only want to sleep with you? Or are you actually attracting men who want to marry you and build a relationship with you? And most of the times, if your characteristics and you know your mannerisms is very masculine and it's not nurturing, most of those guys, it doesn't matter how fine you are, they are just going to want to sleep with you. And just to close this up, um. You know, it's just interesting because, you know, black men are just providing, giving women advice that's helpful to them. You know, if we're just talking about a woman sleeping around aspect, like I said earlier, how does it benefit her biologically to sleep with multiple men? You know, because then she is the childbearer. It doesn't matter. She is going to be the one carrying that child, not the man. He can just bounce. But how does that benefit her? And if she sleeps with too many men, she may not even know who the father was because she slept with so many men. Men, we don't have that same 
aspect, yes, we if we sit around with a lot of women, unfortunately, we can get a lot of them pregnant, but still, like, you know, the child is not necessarily with us. We can just leave. So these these things that we're telling women is actually to help them so they don't have to end up in those type of situations. Mm. So, uh, Dr. Green, uh, you had something you'd like to say. Go ahead. Oh, let me let me uh, let me hit that mute. There you go, brother. Sorry about that. All right, no, no worries, no worries. You got to mute me sometimes. So, two things. One, the the narrative that women shouldn't sleep with a lot of men because they can get pregnant um, is loaded, right? Because inadvertently, you might be suggesting, and I'm not saying you are, but it's easy to take that to say, oh, men could sleep around a lot. Because we can't get anybody, pre- I mean, we can't get pregnant. And then you're waiting, getting pregnant versus getting someone pregnant, like because they could leave. I think that's problematic. I mean, I think we maybe another time could delve into that because promiscuity, as we look at it, if it's problematic for the woman, it's problematic for the man. So that's just, and I'm not saying you were saying anything any different. I'm just clarifying my positionality, right? But the other thing I wanted to address is this. One of the things that they're trying to do with the TI piece, right, is there the powers that be are trying to suggest that you can't change, right? You can't develop. You can't mature. You can't move to a different place emotionally, psychologically, because they're saying, oh, TI, he had these lyrics. And if you want to hold them to them, those lyrics, you could suggest that T.I. is the promoter of these kinds of behaviors, right? So he's the cheerleader, and you're losing one of your cheerleaders. It's kind of like Snoop, too. You're saying, no, Snoop had them lyrics, and he's the cheerleader for this kind of activity, right? And when these black men grow, mature, learn, and show a different side of themselves, a more mature side of themselves, there's a population that's saying, no, 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 no. You can't change. You can't say that there's something wrong with it. And one of the reasons is because it also reflects the fact that men grow, change, develop over time, right? And you can't lock us into that box and showing the dynamic development of masculinity and black men is problematic because we want you to be one way, thug, gangster, murderer, hypersexual, whatever it is. And that's your mantra. But when those people turn around and say, wait a minute, I've had an epiphany. I was wrong. That's crazy. I don't want to do that anymore. Now we got a problem. So I think that we have to really look at the ways that they're not letting these people who have had questionable past, if that's how you want to describe it, to come to themselves and say, you know what? I was wrong. And Mm. and I think we've got to let them take these positions and show the multiple developmental aspects of black masculinity yeah i was saying we don't love them you know whatever's and like um sister rose said she said well you know y'all didn't really love them you know (laughs) to be totally honest Mm. like she brought that down right down the avenue i'm just saying that they're they're, they try to keep black men in a box and they won't let you be anything else and these new conversations that these men are having is upsetting to the apple cart of putting black men in a very specific box. Okay, Ro, Ro is sipping uh, either her water or her wine, uh, and I think she's trying to clear her throat so she can respond. Because I, I saw her, I saw you shaking your head, Ro. I need a glass. Uh, Wait, 
<laughs> Please take it. There you go. So, so all right. So, both of y'all clear your throats because I can imagine we're gonna have a little debate here. Uh, so, Miss Roll, uh, what say you in response to what Dr. Green just said? Well, first of all, I want to say that again, males are cannot possibly be men until age thirty-five, and we need to remember that men and women cannot biologically be the same. A male may actually turn 35 and still not become mm. a man. You know, in African culture, you have to sit at the child's table and you do not get a, an opinion for important decisions made within the family until you are married. So we need to understand that getting back to our roots can save a lot of our problems and cause us a lot of clarity in this confusing you know, bubble that we live in. When we see males do things that um, they're expected to do at younger ages, and then we try to say they can't do it because women can't do it, we are now trying to blend things as if we're li liberals. And we're not liberals, we're Africans. Men need to sow their oats before marriage. A woman should not marry a man who has not sown his wild oats before marriage, because then she risks him seeking variety for the rest of their marriage. And that is not what any man wants for his daughter to have her husband seeking variety. You want a man to have all of that out of his, his system before he's married to your daughter in reality. Uh, wow. Okay. I I, you know, I, I, well, let, let, but Dr. Green, let, I, I want you to take the floor. Well, okay. You, you know what so, I, you know what I love, no, you know what I love about, I love about Ro coming in is because Ro, um, she's speaking from, you know, she lives in another country right. and right. she's saying things I've heard a lot of people say behind closed doors, right. but we're not allowed to say that anymore in America. Uh, right. Dr. Green, go, go ahead. Your response. So, so, no, no, again, I think this speaks to the diversity of, of black people, right? So I'm not saying that she's wrong, right? Because I, I, I wouldn't position myself to, to fix my mouth to say that. I'm saying for me, I'm not really co-signing men running around throwing it all over the place to sow their wild oats. I think um, while they may do it in other cultures, and maybe in, even in our culture and other countries, um, it's not something that I would endorse for my son. I think that there are too many things that they could catch. They could. And here's the other thing. So so diseases aside, when I think of this and, and Ro, this is why I, I think I, I see it differently. If I'm going to tell my son, go ahead and do what you want to do. Right. I'm telling them. No, or, or sold it while else, or have sex with multiple. Maybe I mean, well, no. well, maybe I clarify that. So, so maybe before I speak, okay. maybe I need to understand better. Okay, so I am not saying that we should tell our sons to go out and do, as we say in France, n'importe quoi, not just go out and just do whatever. Uh, we're not uh, suggesting that. We are suggesting a quality plan for our sons to make sure that they feel well rounded in their sexuality before marriage and in a safe way that does not create um, children out of wedlock or disease or embarrassment to the family. This is how royals have done this for centuries. You cannot accept a male to feel satisfied 
or even to be appreciative of the best quality wife on earth unless he had had something to compare it to. Literally, that's how men are. So there needs to be some, not extreme. I agree that extreme is just way, you know, but there needs to be some. And the other thing is girls do not need to be, I'm a former girl. We do not need to be sexually experienced. We do not need that. It is not a need, contrary to what people may be saying now. We as girls and young women, what we seek and what we actually need is genuine love. We try to get love. Most of our girls nowadays try to get love through sex. But if we have a father like T.I. or a father like mine, we don't need to try that. And that Mm -hmm. is the strongest point that we can, you know, focus on today. Mm. Well, Go ahead, Dr. Green. No, so I was so so my response now that now that you've clarified it and and I, this is not my area, so you know how everyone wants to be an expert in all things. So I, I I'll first state that that's not my, this is not my area. I mean, I've been a man, man, you know, I am a man. I grew up a boy, so I know some things about that. The only thing that I was trying to make sure that we encapsulate is the suggestion that men should sow their wild oats. I'm taking that to mean they should have relations as in specifically sexual relations with multiple people before they get married and the only and my pushback on that idea and even if it's not your idea it is an idea that floats out there in our society right my pushback to that is our boys are out there having relationships with somebody's daughter right and so we would not want our daughters to be a part of the samplings of some other guy or while he's sewing. And I'm not saying this is what you're saying. I'm saying to the narrative of, you know, sowing wild oats, we don't want our daughters to be a part of the sampling of some dude. So right. I'm looking at it from the other side that I don't want my sons out there sampling because they're sampling somebody's daughter. And I think that when we start looking at these young women and these women as someone's daughter, someone's mother, someone's sister, someone's auntie, like they, and I, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but just hold me and, and, and cut this out. I hope it's saying it is live, right? They belong to a family. They belong to some, like they're just not out there for us to sample. That That's somebody's sister. And when we start thinking about that's someone's daughter, I think we move differently. We treat them differently. And we're not so so ready to try to get in their pants because there's so much more than the sampling of my sexual desires. And I'm, again, I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm responding to the idea of boys okay. running out there sampling because those, are, those like, are people's children. It sounds like a very valid argument. But in reality, humanity does sit at different consciousness levels. You will always have people who insist on being at the lower level of humanity. And those same people have a chance to increase their um, level of humanity at any time they choose. And, and, we and also, I mean, we well, also, well, 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 to your point, I, I'd like to, for you to please continue, but I was going to say they've had you know, wives and mistresses and concubines for 
10,000 years, you know, I, you know, so I, you know, I I don't know if anybody told someone you have to be a concubine or whatever, but it's, it's like, it happens. Uh, Can you speak to that? Go ahead. Yeah. I think that we cannot forget that there is a circle of humanity. There's a circle of life happening in each of us. We see things, we experience things, and we use our experiences to better the world, starting with our own family. A male who has had experiences watching himself take advantage of girls who sought love and accepted sex instead is going to be a well-equipped father. And that is what Earth, Earth has set things up this way. So that mm. we can keep improving generation after generation after generation. It's literally I, not anything wrong with that. The person who was who decided to use themselves that way, if that person was smart enough to be anonymous, can also learn from that situation and change that situation too. Every single person has a different path in life. So no, we may not want it to be our daughter. Also, the person acting may not be understanding how to be anybody's daughter. Mm. Uh, so, T, well, 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 hold yeah, on. T, let, me, let me see what uh, Tariq uh, would like to say. Did, did you have something to say, T? Or are you or are you just enjoying the show? Well, yeah, man, I was enjoying the show, but um, I just want to make a quick clarification. Um, um, as far as you know, men sleep around and, and, and women sleep around. Um, I'm, I'm no. Sh- Form of shape saying it's okay for men to you know sleep around with a whole bunch of women uh, because I do understand that you know having multiple kids with different women can be financially prob- problematic. Not only that, um, you know there's a lot of STDs floating around. So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying when I look at the differences, I'm just being honest with you. When I see women doing it, um, like I said, that, and I brought up the pregnancy thing that you don't you know quite agree with it, but she is the one that's going to have those pregnancy complications. She's going to be the childbearer. And some women even die bearing kids. So, I mean, the, she is going to hurt more than the guy. That's all I'm saying, because her body goes, literally goes through a change. Ours don't. You know, we get it out and we're done. We're out. The woman, she, she has to deal with that. And then she may be unattractive to other men because she has a baby. It's, it's, it's just, I don't see how it's beneficial towards her. Okay. People have to understand and remember that when a woman has a baby, just like um, the, uh, I'm sorry, sir, I don't remember your name. Tariq, maybe? Oh, uh, yeah, Tariq. Mr. Mm-hmm. Tariq? Yeah. Okay. When a woman has a baby, she literally is, and in a moment of childbirth, she literally is risking her life and close to death, literally, whether we realize it or not. So it is a great sacrifice that women are unknowingly and ignorantly giving to males who don't deserve it. When a daughter of ours decides to do such a thing for a man who has not signed up to risk his life for her, but expects her to risk his life to bring his child into the world, we have a completely upside down culture. We Mm. should not be letting our daughters have babies and risk their lives. And let's be honest here, let's everybody be clear. A woman is not physically safe to have a baby until age 25. Wait, 25? Really? All before Mm. that are preparation years. At age 25, the hips literally open. 
okay? Mm. Maybe a few months before for some ladies, but all around age 25. And this is why we have so many women with um, pregnancy trauma because they're having babies too early. It's literally Mm. something that has happened in poverty and something that needs to to stop happening. 25 is the prime year to have your first baby. So we want to make sure that if people understand that it's already unsafe to have a baby before age 25, but imagine a female making the choice to give birth for a male who doesn't want to protect her with his life under age 25 is even more of a risk. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Green, uh, I see you have something uh, you, you want to say on this. No, I'm, sorry. I'm just thinking of two things. I'm just trying to keep wrapped in my head. One, the, the idea and I don't know, again, this is another conversation, right? Where when you say we're talking about pregnancies and the impact of pregnancies as if these women don't have a choice after they're pregnant, right? Because the sacrifice, because oh, some no, people, wait, some people, no, some people, some people use, um, you know, measures to discontinue their pregnancy, right? Yeah. Like, and it's become normalized in a way that, no, no, you know, so, right? You know, it hasn't. No, I, actually. I agree with you. They, they have no choice. It has not become normalized, which is one of our issues here. Black women go through with the pregnancy almost all the time. Mm. Well, you, well, let, 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 let me jump in uh, and tell everybody what we're talking about. Uh, some of you just came in. <laughs> I know that we, we've gone, uh, we've gone all around the world. We're all over the place now. That's okay though. That's okay. Uh, you, you hoity toity intellectual black people. What, what's going on with y'all out here thinking critically? What, what, what's wrong with you? Uh, but anyway, today we're talking about the rapper TI and uh, we started the conversation there. Uh, but as you guys know, this is not a, 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 a platform that focuses on being gossipy about what somebody else said. It's really about elevating our thinking. And uh, basically, the rapper T.I. made a comment about uh, thought prevention, that spending time with your daughter is a is an important part of thought prevention that fathers should engage in. Uh, he said that you go to the daddy-daughter dances so that your daughter uh, isn't swinging on the pole at Magic City doing daddy-daughter dances in a strip club. And, uh, and a lot of people got mad. You know, some feminists got mad. I saw some comments on on the internet where they got mad. In fact, I'm going to read some of the comments uh, to the panelists. And the panelists, by the way, are Dr. Maurice Green, the head of the Black Doctoral Network, uh, Roe, Ro, a.k.a. Mrs. G. I'm going to keep practicing her last name. One day I'm going to be able to say your last name the right way. Uh, she runs blackwealthu.com. And Tariq Abdul-Khalik, <clears throat> who's a very smart black man uh, who really is uh, very B1, very black first. Hit the thumbs up button, by the way. Please hit the thumbs up button right now. Uh, share button, subscribe. Hit the notification bell. We're building black media. We need your help. We need you to help us build bigger platforms so that we can actually have our own conversations instead of letting them have conversations for us. So take a moment, please do that. Now I'm going to read to you all some of the comments that popped up on uh, on <clears throat> on Twitter and whatnot. Uh, and actually, I'm going to share my screen here and show you all. Uh, so this is from an article where they talked about TI on, uh, I think it's on Complex. And uh, and here are some of the comments. I'm going to read the comments. You can pick any comment that you'd like to respond to or whatever the case may be. So um, uh, here is somebody says, sometimes I wonder why men talk because she says TF. I guess she's saying, what what the F is this? Um, this person says his obsession with his daughter's sex life is so uncomfortable. Like, why does he keep talking, talking about sex and his daughter? Um, let's see. Here's another one. Uh 
Uh, let's see. Reverend Josh Miller says, "Dads don't be ti." Uh, let me let me if I let me make this full screen so hopefully you got you all can see a little bit better. You said that? Uh, this guy, Reverend Josh Miller. I, I have no idea who he is, um, but uh, he's some guy. I guess some random person on Twitter. Uh, here's another. Let's see. Let's go down. Jasmine the Great says, um, "Being present as a father doesn't stop or repel any of the shit he mentioned." I know bitches with both parents who still stripped and make their parents proud with the plans they have in motion. Fuck out of here. Okay. That's uh, uh, from the ratchet crowd. Uh, Kitten says men think recognizing and admitting that they treat women badly is so revolutionary losers. The whole lot of them. Uh, Let's see. Let me find one more. Uh, And then Kylan Moore says, this is embarrassing. So, uh, oh, and then somebody else says TI is so effing weird. Uh, This Hoochie, Hoochie God. Oh, what a great Twitter name. The Hoochie God says, OMFG, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. So the Hoochie God says that uh, that T.I. is out of control. Uh, how dare you talk about protecting black daughters so that they can't grow up and become a Hoochie God like me. Uh, so anybody want to jump in and respond to uh, what you just read? I see Rose shaking her head the most. So we'll, ladies first, yeah. go ahead. I just want to say that daughters are not supposed to have sex lives. People have lost their minds. Children are not supposed to have sex lives either, but people keep pretending like children can have a sexual identity when they're not supposed to be having sex. We have lost our minds. And as we say in New Orleans, you have gone pecan. This is totally so out of control that we don't even notice when we are over the limit. Children are not supposed to be having sex. Daughters need to have sex after marriage. Father's duties are to make sure that their daughter has sex after marriage. And if a father did not do that for his daughter, he just needs to recognize that it, it, that it was a mistake that can be corrected with his granddaughters. All of us who have made mistakes do not need to be saying, okay, I love my mistake. I'm holding on to it forever. We, that's what we have grandchildren for. That's what we have children for, to correct our mistakes, to, co- to make sure that we reach generational success. And thoughts do not reach generational success. Mm, okay. Uh, thoughts do not reach generational success. Let's think about it like this, right? Um, you, you have, um, you, you have uh, so, some, some people out here that might present themselves as counterexamples to the ideology that that thoughts do not have generational success. And and let me share my screen and I'm going to throw up um, uh, some people who might disagree uh, with this uh, with this comment. Um, uh, Now, these are the Kardashians, uh, which are they they are uh, very, very famous thoughts. And uh, each of them is worth, you know, a a couple hundred million dollars or more. what would you say, Ro, in response to that? If, if you know, when you say <coughs> thoughts do not have generational success, and they say, "Well, we're all thoughts," and and we, you know, Kim started her career with a sex tape, uh, and we're all worth, you know, tons of money. Uh, what would you say in response to that? The first thing I say is, we are not European, and the more that we try to remove ourselves from our African roots, the more we are going to ruin ourselves as a people. It, there is a specific reason why European culture pushes hypersexuality. There's a specific reason why European culture pushes um, homosexuality all throughout everything that they do. When in reality, they live their lives 
in private in very um, gender role specific ways. And also I want to say that wealth does not mean generational success. Generational success is when money is passed down from generation to generation without it all being spent. And the last time I checked, the Kardashians spend money like water. Okay, mm. so it's really not a guarantee that they keep generational success, nor most celebrities. We cannot continue to look at celebrities as examples for us. They're put in front of us to confuse us into thinking that we can do what they do. We cannot. The only reason that they can get away with most of their stuff and their dysfunctional stuff is because they are being paid to get away with it. Mm. Okay. Dr. Green. So one, I think, I think that like, like sister Rose said, the problem with associating success, generational wealth with just money, right? Because it's more than money, right? There's a lot of rich dysfunctional people, right? That will pass down money, but will also pass down their dysfunction, right? So, so that's, I don't think that's something that everyone should look to. And I think also like sister Rose said, we should really understand that these are actors on the stage, like you said, they're being paid. Like, so we can't, you know, judge our lives or try to model something that's being presented to us that's not real. What we see them portray to us is not real, right? It is a, it is a caricature of reality. And the problem is when real people try to live their lives in ways that they're seeing on a screen. So I think that's really important for us to differentiate the performance of, of celebrity versus paying your Con Ed and Pico bill in your real lived life. That's one. Two, I want one of the persons said, why do men speak? I want to put this out there because it's a term that I just learned in the last few years. It's called misandry. Like, I didn't even know that word existed. I went through bachelor's degrees, three master's degrees, a PhD. I didn't hear about the concept of misandry until Dr. Tommy Curry and I had a conversation a couple of years ago. That And, and the idea of misandry suggests, right, and people argue against it as if it doesn't exist, right? It's, it's like saying reverse racism. Oh, it don't exist. Hatred of men exists, right? And I can give you tons of examples like that. Why do men talk? Like, if we said that about women, it's, misand no, it's, it's misogyny, right? We, we know what that is. But when people say, why do men talk? Why do, and, I, and a, a lot a lot of other things that are a lot worse have been said. There is a general, gen, a genuine hatred of masculine energy, of masculine identity that comes across, right, when things like this, you know, people have an opportunity to speak out, like, why do men talk? And, 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 you know, people can think and say what they want, but at the end of the movie, we live real lives in a real world where we can't do what they do and get away with it, right? Like Rose, uh, Sister Rose said the other day, like, the what was it the turnaround who was the one that was it britney spears or one of them women that was acting all crazy at one point and then came back and said hey i was crazy i was wilding right oh, and she got about, the, about miley cyrus miley cyrus right. so she was she was able to go out there and do act like she want to act and then come back later and say oh i was wilding but brother fishburn's daughter went out there and was wilding and and never got to come back Right, about so Mon Mon Montana Fishburne. Uh, right, you American brought that up, yeah, Doctor Boyce. You brought that out. So, 
we got to stop pretending like we could live our lives through the lens of this caricature of reality because it's not real. It's like a it's like a, a haunted house with mirrors, you know, weird mirrors that's being projected to us. And they're trying to tell us that this is real. And unfortunately, some people are buying into it. Right. And saying, oh, yeah, I, I should I should have this or that or be thinking this way or living this. You know, so we have to be real careful because, you know, we have to live in a real world. Mm, we have to live in the real world. Okay. So, um, so I, I, I think that that's, uh, that's the, the, the interesting thing, right? You know, I, I like what Roe is saying because Roe brings in real world comments and says, this is the way things are. Uh, men and women are, are not the same. <clears throat> All women are not, not the same. Men are not the same, right? So the same way I, I imagine Roe that you, I hope you would agree on some of this, that the same way men will categorize women, like, okay, you're, you're a thought, you're you're something else. You're you're my wife, right? Uh, that that women may categorize men, right? You you're just a male, but you're a man, right? You're 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 unattractive. You are attractive, and and so I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with categorizing people. And and what I, what what personally I, I think is so strange is that people um, they take things that maybe uh, that were innately within me as a man in terms of how I might structure my preferences. And they say, no, that's not how you're really supposed to be. Something's wrong with you. Uh, you were socialized to be this way. And I'm like, no, no, I, I, I like my woman. I like my woman's shape and nobody ever told me I was supposed to like that. I just saw it and I liked it. And that's what it was. And, and so, uh, so, I, so I think that the question becomes, um, how do we be, how do we, how can we be fair to men and women? Right. How do we be fair to men and let men be be men uh, without letting it be reckless, right? Well, right. And then, how do we let women be women without uh, without sort of guiding them down a path to self destruction? What what where, where do you draw the balance between freedom and structure? I think that at this point, we need to be honest that women have been getting away with so much that is now completely unfair in the favor of women, and that we do as a culture and as Americans totally and almost completely hate men and masculinity. It is unacceptable. It is out of control. And it also is cultural suicide. You cannot hate men, hate on men, remove them, remove their masculinity, their protection and everything else, their systems, the way that they view the world and think that we can still exist here. There needs to be, in my opinion, a very strong push to it for us as black American people and as African, well, uh, we're not having the same problem in Africa, but African blooded people to make sure that we stop attacking masculinity. We need masculinity. Masculinity is the backbone of every culture. And we are a diseased people who think that men are a problem. We actually have people who try to abort babies based on it being a male versus a female. We are out of control. And I totally agree with the doctor who was saying that there is hatred amongst men. A lot of these conversations are generally geared around this specific problem. We, as a people, hate our own men. But we don't. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Ro. I, I, I hit the wrong button. Keep going, please. No, I was saying we as a culture, we hate our own men. We do. We despise our own men. But, and especially if they're masculine, we really want to push them out of the way. But we do not have a problem obeying and showing up for and conforming ourselves and taking off the bonnet for the other men. 
Mm, taking off the bonnet. Oh, that's a, that's another conversation where you talked about taking off the bonnet for the white man. I, I I think I can't remember who made that comment on one of our previous panels. And by the way, everybody, we do these panels all, all the time. So make sure you subscribe. And uh, you know, if you if you like intelligent black conversation, if you don't, then you should probably go. But um, you know, uh, you know that that I think I think it was it was either you or Faye or you both you and Faye together kind of made that point that um that a lot of people will disrespect the hell out of a black man but then take their bonnet off for a white man and i think that for a lot of black men they saw that imagery when they saw so many black women lining up behind joe biden as as his as their lord and savior jesus christ and then bashing black men simultaneously and saying we're mad at you because you're not lining up with us to go sit behind this this white guy who has incarcerated black men for a living who built his whole career sending black men to prison right and that and that 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 personally got to me but that's another conversation we can have that discussion later so uh, i'd like to ask my panelists um if you could and we can start with you uh tariq uh i hadn't heard from you for a little bit brother i'd love to hear your thoughts uh maybe in like 60 to 90 seconds if you can give us a closing thought where we can walk out of here as smarter better black people uh you know remember our goal is to elevate the conversation not to keep it in the dirt uh so so maybe elevate us uh t with, with your wise words what what would you uh have us walk away with brother well, I believe black men especially have to keep talking and, and be unapologetic and unafraid to say what they have to say because men issue tough love. I mean, just think about it. If a man is raising a child who is just disobedient, will not listen to him, he may just put that child out. You know, he's not, you know, you don't see most men having children live with them into the ages of 30 and 40 because men issue tough love. You got to issue that tough love for the community to grow. Yes, it may be strict. Yes, at the time you may feel like it's strict, but in the long run, you're like, dang, had that not happened to me, I would have went down a completely different direction. And you gotta say white supremacy, they understand this. They understand this, especially men are the rebellion factor of the community. So if you want to rebel against you know, white supremacy or just institute new ideas and be strong and firm, you need your men to lead that. If they're silent and they're unable to talk, nothing will change. This is a, not a sexist comment, but nobody's afraid of a bunch of independent, strong women marching. That, that doesn't scare nobody, okay? But they are afraid of a bunch of men that, that says, you know what, we had enough because we will take action. So this is why they're trying to silence the black man and his role in the family, his role in wealth building, his role in anywhere because they want our community to be stagnant. Mm. Okay, so um, uh, I'll go to you, uh, Dr. Green. Uh, your, your parting thoughts? Okay, so I'm, I'm, it may sound redundant, I'm, but I'll always say this. Um, black men love black women. Black men love black children. Black men love our families, right? So resist the narrative that's been promoted um, and, 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 and consistently promoted about who we are, what we believe and what we will and will not do. Um, that aside, I would like to just encourage all of your 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 listeners and everyone out there to take a look at um, Dr. Clonora Hudson Weems' Africana Womanism. Just as a theoretical construct, you should really take a look at that because it is very Black family centered, right? Um, and I think that's something that we need to get back to. And um, again, thanking you, Dr. Boyce Watkins, for this um, this great opportunity to be able to share, to think, to communicate ideas that a lot of people may not want to hear. Keep up the good work. 
Um, I believe it's been an incredible opportunity and a great panel. And hey, y'all take care. Be safe out there. And remember, remember who we are, right? Remember who we are, right? Not who the media tries to tell us we are. Remember mm. that the media is trying to promote this idea of what black people are. And again, that's not us. Stand up, get on your Twitter, get on your Instagram and say, no, that's not who we are. And like you said, Sister Rowe, I really think people should take very serious, seriously the idea that we need to have a council of brilliant, intellectual, well-thought-out people that we can say all together. Well, I'm not saying I'll be on the council. I don't know if I'm qualified. But I'm, that we can say as a people, no, that's not us. We're not co-signing that song. We're not co-signing that belief system. That's not who we are. We're not the, the book. We're not co-signing that book and be able to recommend things that we can in, ingest that are healthy, that will help black people flourish as a people. Not as this American individualism that keeps us back. Mm. All right. Um, so, Mrs. G, uh, I, I, I say the best for last. I, I, I know you, you, she, she had just spoken. And I said, you know what? Normally, I'm ladies first, but here I'm going to be ladies last, and that's going to that's a com a compliment because uh, I know Mrs. G is going to uh, really challenge the thinking of some people in the audience, and I encourage you to, to hear what she has to say. So you can blend that in with your own narrative of how your life is going to go. So, Mrs. G, uh, uh, what say you? What I want to do is actually just come as a proper example. I don't want to fill my last moment here with just some bunch of repetitive words. I want to extend my respect to you three gentlemen for your excellence in your example. And that I want to say that I completely support what you have done. I am proud of the three of you, and I give you my utmost respect. Hopefully, other women learn that we don't always need to have the last word. Mm. Thank you. Oh, so that's all? That's it? That's it. Oh, That's, a, dro that's a drop the mic moment. Okay. Now, now she's going to drop the hammer. I, I, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so I was, I'm very surprised, and I appreciate that. And uh, and that's crazy. That's so interesting that um, that I was triggered because I'm like, wow, she's giving respect, and then she's that's it. Like that, it's it's sort of like period, right? I respect you. We care about you. Uh, we honor you. Period. And uh, and there's no like we honor you, but you know, or or you know, whatever. And and I I think that's really um, wow. I, I think my reaction told me a lot about myself and the way I've been conditioned in terms of. Of 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 just how we as black men are uh, are dealt with or or are responded to in our society, and so what what I'm going to say on this first of all, I want to say thank you to the panelists, uh, uh, Tariq Abdul Khalid, Dr. Maurice Green, and Mrs. G uh, at BlackWealthU.com, and uh, and also uh, I'm going to let you guys. I want you guys to see their social media so you can follow them. Uh, make sure you follow these people. They're very smart. They're great thinkers. They have a lot of good stuff going on. And we do these panels. We do these all black intellectual chocolate panels regularly all throughout the week, typically at 8 p.m. Eastern. So if you'd like to join the panels and uh, and, and 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 participate in the conversation, uh, you can subscribe to a lot of the platforms, uh, mainly drboystv.com. Uh, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell because we're building black media. We're trying to reach as many of our people as possible. And we do okay. We reach about a million black people a week. 
Um, but I want to reach 10 million a week because I think it's important that we understand what we're in. We're in a war. We're, we're in a cultural war. And, uh, and the occupation has existed for a very long time. Uh, there are people that see black people as their property. That has not changed uh, since slavery. Uh, it's just slavery in another name. Uh, the, the, the new slavery might be corporatized slavery, where they want you working for their businesses, or it might be debt slavery, where they want you to go in debt with their universities, or it might be physical incarcer- incarceration, where we know that in prison, the 13th Amendment still applies, or, or it actually it had the exception. The exception to the amendment applies where slavery is legally allowed according to the U.S. Constitution in the prison, and we know why black people are incarcerated the most. So a lot of the slavery also translates to intellectual slavery uh, that comes from them educating your children and feeding you media, toxic media every day that spreads uh, this ridiculous insanity like the coronavirus. Uh, The the virus is not our biggest threat. The biggest threat is the bigger virus of of anti-black thinking and white supremacy that has infected millions of our people. So So the point I'll make on this, last point I'll make before we head on out of here is this. Look, when you talk about um, masculinity, uh, obviously, I, I think I think about uh, stories with my dad. My dad was not a perfect man, but he was definitely a masculine man. He actually was a little bit like T.I., actually, a little, little short, little squawny dude with a Napoleon complex, you know, like, I'll kick your ass. And, I, you know, and, and he did. I mean, he's a, he's a tough man, but it's funny because I think he was extra tough because he was he's, he's kind of small. Uh, but let me say this. My father also had a, a, a kind of a standard disposition, which. I think it's okay for men to understand, especially black men, because you're at war. And his whole position was, I don't give a F what you think. I don't care what you think. Right. And, 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 and here's the deal. The reason that's important is because that's what masculine leadership sometimes has to be. If you read a uh, powernomics, Dr. Claude Anderson talks about power and he says, power is not something that somebody gives you. Malcolm X used to say the same thing. Power is not something that it, that is going to get the applause of your enemies. Like Power is not something that they're going to support the idea of black people having. Power is something that you take. Power is something that you pursue and, and allows you to p- move forward with your agenda despite the opposition of others, despite the opposition of others, not with the approval of others, but despite the opposition of others. So masculine leadership is necessary. It is a necessary ingredient for black power. You cannot have black power without masculine leadership because masculinity is built on the idea of pursuing your agenda despite the opposition of others, despite what other people think, despite the fact that they might talk bad about you on the internet, despite the fact that they're going to name call and attack and all that stuff. You cannot worry about that. So uh, everybody in the room, If you agree, give me a yes in the chat if you follow what I'm saying. We need our masculine leadership. We must uphold our black men. It's okay to hold black men accountable. We're all supposed to do that. At the same time, we must reclaim who we are despite the opposition of others. That's what power is all about. So let's be powerful people. Thank you again to the panelists. I appreciate all of your time. Uh, uh, Tariq Abdul-Khalik, Dr. Maurice Green, and uh, Mrs. G, uh, a.k.a. Roe, from Black Wealth U. Uh, Thank you guys. Have a great day. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out. We are gone. See you guys soon. Take care. Bye.